Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win. If you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy, because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards, please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When I'm trying to go to sleep sometimes, it feels like my brain just will not shut it up. Suddenly, I'm like the most annoying person on the planet and every single cringe or embarrassing thing I've ever done is loudly floating around in my brain. If you can relate, therapy is a great way to talk it through, get it all out of your head so you can finally rest easy. If you've heard my other podcast, then you know I'm a therapy girly for real, okay? Therapy's number one advocate. It's helped me see my own issues and get out of my own way in life. If you've ever considered therapy but didn't quite know where to start, give BetterHelp a go. It's all online and super flexible, so it can easily accommodate your busy schedule. All you've got to do is fill out a quick little questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not feeling that therapist for any reason, you can switch to a new one at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BPLP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp dot com slash BPLP. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast where we dive into the common and uncommon interests of Black people. How do y'all like the new intro? It was suggested by a listener named Nia. Thank you so much, Nia, for taking the time to send that over. Another new thing, I finally launched the Patreon that I've been talking about launching for forever. Head over to patreon.com slash blackpeopleloveparamore and join the family. Please feel free to donate to the show at the link in the show notes. And please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars only because we are five-star bitches worth to Yogati. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, and all of the things. I am your host, Sequoia. And today, joining me to talk about America's Next Top Model, we have writer, performer, film, and audio maker, Simone Polanin. Thank you for Hello. joining, Simone. Thank you for having me, especially to talk about one of the greatest TV shows ever made. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like literally, I spent so much of my childhood watching this damn show. And it it probably didn't have the greatest psychological effects in retrospect, but I didn't know when oh, I was watching it. You know, it no. was a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so these days, I'm hosting uh, different podcasts. Um, I am hosting Not Past It, which is a history show on Spotify. Um, we sort of connect events from the past and try to understand how they're still influencing and informing you know, the present moment that we're living through. 
Um, and then I'm also hosting a new trivia show called Past Perfect, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and that's just fun, like pop culture history questions. We've got some fun podcasters, comedians uh, competing. Uh, so really excited about that. Yeah. That sounds very fun. We love trivia over here. Oh, good. Very fun stuff. Yes. Okay. Before we get into talking about America's Next Top Model, we have In My Defense. In My Defense is our segment where we bring one of our unpopular opinions and defend it for you all. Simone, I am very interested to hear your unpopular opinion. Yes. Well, so I was thinking a lot about this because I was like, I feel like Tyra Banks herself, I could do a I'm whole in defense of Tyra. You. I'm telling um, you, you could. Because she comes from a specific context that needs to be considered. Um, but um, I'll, I'll save that maybe for when we dive into the show. Okay. Um, the, the, okay, here's my unpopular opinion. Um, punctuality is overrated. I don't think being late is that bad. That is unpopular. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is unpopular. That's a real one. You're in New York, right? I'm in New York. Yeah. I feel like that is particularly unpopular in New York. And it really shouldn't be because, hello, <laughs> the MTA, like we're all at the mercy of the MTA. Fair. That's Famously fair. unreliable. In LA, I feel like punctuality is a lot more flexible than it is in New York. Me, as someone who identifies as an East Coaster, but is very much from Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm also pretty punctual, so I'm like, yeah, no, that's unpopular. That one Damn, isn't unpopular. Okay, one. <laughs> all right. Let me let me let me explain why I feel this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love so to so. First of all, this is this is. I, I'm not talking about like professional contexts. You know what I mean? Like, of you course. know, if there's yeah. time is money. If there's money on the line, that's fine. Of like, course. I understand. You want you want to be punctual, but I'm talking about more like social engagements. Like mm -hmm. if we're going out, like we're meeting somewhere for dinner and like I'm like, if if you are within a 10 minute window, you're not late. Like and you don't have to tell me like you don't have to tell me I don't. I don't feel like I should have to tell you. <laughs> like I think, like if you're ten minutes late, you're on time. Is my okay. my feeling. Okay, um, I can definitely give a ten minute grace period. Ten minutes is 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 where my patience starts to run out. On that tenth minute, I'm like, okay, I need right. a text. Let me something. ask you, you this. Know? Let me ask yes. you this. Yes. Why? Um. Why? Why? Like ten plus minutes. What? What? What feelings start to bubble up for you? Um. Damn, hold on. This is getting deep into my psychology now. <laughs> that was about to get real deep into my psychology. Okay. The feelings that start to bubble up for me, I have my eyes closed. I'm really trying to put myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the situation. Tune in, yeah. I feel disrespected. That's the <laughs> yeah, primary sure. thing. I'm like, oh, you just like don't give a fuck about my time, huh? The one resource on the planet that I can't get back. That's kind of crazy. And now I'm getting angry. And now I'm like, I'm going to go because this is not going to be a good time anyways. But I do feel you. If you're, for me, I would say it's probably like five minutes. If you're like five minutes, if you're seven minutes late, you don't have to tell me. It's You're not late. It's fine. You're just coming. You know, you're here. Mm -hmm. When we get toward 15, I would say, I'm like, hey, we have a problem. We, yeah. I need a text. I need to know what's going on sure. at least. A little heads up. Hey. So, okay. I um, 15 plus minutes of heads up. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, and I get the feeling disrespected thing. I think that is a very yeah. common thing, right? Like yeah. you're disrespecting my time. 
Here's my thing, though. Yes. Why are you trying to control time so much? Oh. Why are you so desperate to be oppressed by time? Oh. Like, why can't you people watch? Why can't you like take a moment and be in the present and be like, you know what? I can't control time anyways, so I'm not going to worry about being controlled by it. Come on, Simone. That is a word. Open your third eye. (laughs) Open your third eye. Okay. (laughs) Your chakras are calcified over. Open them up. Okay. That's really what's happening. Okay. I totally get that. I hear that. That definitely makes sense. Simone, are you an astro girly? Okay. Um, like not actually, but in spirit. I support I support the movement. (laughs) Okay. 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 Love that. Do you know your big three by chance? Um, I am a Taurus sun. Okay. I am a Oh, I am a Leo rising. Okay. And I I think I'm an Aries moon. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. What is Okay, that okay, mean? okay. Are you like I'm I'm just wondering because you're like you can't control time and I'm like my Capricorn rising Virgo moon ass is like I'll be damned if I can't. But <laughs> <laughs> it's correct. You actually just can't. I just don't know how to relax. That's just I think this is okay. This is an even more controversial (laughs) thing to say, but I stand by it. Punctuality is not only not a virtue, it's a maladaptive coping mechanism. Oh, wait. And that's a big thing to say. We're getting deep. I want to hear more. (laughs) Listen, because I do think it's a stress thing. I think it's like a, I think the frustration and stuff, it's like anxiety, right? It's like, I plan to do this thing at this time and things aren't happening the way that I planned them. Absolutely. Well, that's life, folks. Absolutely. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. So I'm I think I think we could therapist. be a little bit more flexible. This is crazy. I have to take it to my therapist. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, you're not wrong. I welcome that for right. anyone listening. <laughs> Y'all, I I think I've just been dragged um on my own show. So we're gonna move on. No, not dragged. <laughs> just <laughs> just offering a different perspective. I deserve it. I deserve it. Okay. <laughs> I do need to relax a little bit. Okay. I don't have an in my defense. As y'all know, I'm tired of telling y'all my unpopular opinions. <laughs> I've had enough. Maybe I'll put it on Patreon. Now that Patreon is there, check, go on Patreon. Maybe I'll share some unpopular opinions that I won't say in public. Ooh, okay. Because I have spicy. a lot of those. <laughs> Very unpopular. I'm also, I'm a Gemini son. I live for an unpopular opinion. Mm. My whole spirit is unpopular opinions. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> song of the week i have a song this week but simone i want to hear yours i want to get to know you a little bit what song did you bring for song of the week oh my god i so wanted to bring something cool and be like yeah i have really amazing music taste but then um i was listening to your show and there was so much good nostalgia um i don't think this has been mentioned yet i don't know you correct me if i'm wrong bowling for soup has this been brought up on on Mm -hmm. the show before no, no, it hasn't. Okay. Then I'm going to submit Bowling for Soups 1985 as my song of the week. Yeah. Great one. Fantastic decision. Yeah. It's just like... Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good one. It's a beautiful 19, narrative. Yes. 19. Listen, it's from that area of like, you know, the kind of like, oh, I hate that I'm living in the suburbs rock, like that early 2000s, yes. like teen angst like all american reject simple plan like that and i feel like yeah, bowling for plan. soup wow. was kind of in that category but their songs were like 
particularly like they're storytellers they're storytellers yeah um yeah and like they're very americana it's very uh, something very nostalgic about it and it's like 1985 when you look at the song like it's kind of like an empathetic okay maybe this is giving it too much credit but it's like in my opinion and like an empathetic um portrayal of a woman going through like you know a crisis as she's aging um it really and is like yes. also the song hits way different when you're in your 30s versus like yes. listening to it as a 13 year old um yes. yeah i agree i heard it for the first time in years maybe like well within the last two years i heard it at some point and i was listening to the lyrics more closely than i did when i was a child and i was like oh my god that's what this song has been about the whole time mm-hmm. just this woman having a hard time with coming to the coming in terms of the fact that she's aging and probably has anxiety isn't there a part where they talk about her like taking xanax or prozac, prozac or yeah. something like that one prozac yeah, and i'm like yes i'm like oh my god this is terrifying yeah. <laughs> this is an existential crisis it really is yeah it's yeah. deep it's deep stuff it is. They really did paint a picture. It is mm-hmm, a good song. Great mm-hmm. song. Great choice, Simone. Absolutely. Thank Love you, that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I have a song this week, too. My song is Most Girls by Pink. Now, if you oh. don't remember the song, because I, I never remember it from the title for some reason. When I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that song, but I don't know the title. It goes, most girls want a man with a mean green. Don't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so fucking good. It is such a good song. It is Okay. It is a pick me anthem though. Such a pick me <laughs> anthem. Well, She's saying not I am one. nothing like most girls. Of course, no, there's so many pick me anthems out here. I could actually do an entire episode about pick me <laughs> anthems alone. But it was such a pick me anthem. She's like, yeah. I'm not like most girls. Most girls want a man to do yada yada yada. I could do for myself. I don't need that. Blah, blah, blah. Good for you, Pink. We love that. Okay, Black Pink. <laughs> wow. But what a time. It was a good song. Mm-hmm. It was a good time of music. When she was back when she was really R&B, too, when she was like mm-hmm. in her soulful white girl era, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the original Blackpink. I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you. But yeah, <laughs> that was a good time. She also was such an underrated vocalist. I feel like oh, yeah. her actual singing ability is really up there and the girlies just don't talk about it. I know. Except for I, f- I feel like. I don't know who they are, but there are there is an army of pink fans because you look at footage yeah. from her concerts where she's like doing yeah. her circus tricks and whatever. And you're like, yeah. oh, there's five million people in attendance. Like, whoa. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody showed up to see pink yeah. flip and flop around above their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I probably would show up for that, too. But yeah, she's great. I do like pink. I think maybe the reason people don't take her vocals as seriously anymore because she shifted away from R&B type music mm-hmm. and more into a pop rockish yeah. genre. It's not even really rock, but like a pop rock genre. Um, and it's just harder to showcase vocals within that genre, which is also why I think people underestimate Haley Williams' vocal ability mm. often. If you don't explicitly know, then you kind of miss it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. We could dive into America's Next Top Model. 
Oh, I'm excited to get into it. Would love to. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. Let me explain what America's Next Top Model is for folks who might not know. Straight from Wikipedia per usual. <laughs> America's Next Top Model is an American reality television series and interactive competition in which a number of aspiring models compete for the title of America's Next Top Model and a chance to begin their career in the modeling industry. Created by Tyra Banks, who also serves as an executive producer and developed by Ken Mock and Kenya Barris, jump scare the series premiered in may 2003 and aired semi-annually until 2012 then annually from 2013 i i think i had known in passing that kenya barris was like attached to america's next time model but i had entirely forgotten yeah that this is so interesting and also yeah. makes a lot of sense now that i it think it makes about a it. lot yeah. of sense yeah okay all right. Mm -hmm. I was like, this checks. Okay, mm -hmm. this checks. And this is not, I'm not even trying to throw shade at King of Bears at all. While Black is just not for me, I, actually, this is my unpopular opinion for the week. I really thoroughly enjoyed Black AF, which I think came on oh. HBO. Oh. And it was like the HBO version of Blackish. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I laughed. I had a good time. Everybody was like, Sequoia, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is not good. And I was like, to you it's not good to you i like this so no shade can you no shade it just makes sense he has a consistent ethos i'll, I'll give him that he does the ethos the through line <laughs> yeah. it's always there uh -huh. <laughs> it is always there <laughs> okay let's start off with the theme song i loved it you want to be on top yeah top yes <laughs> it's literally so good i used to run around my house screaming that at my parents and i'm sure they were like cringing and fucking disgusted i'm like you want to be on top and my mom got fed up one day and she was like stop saying that and i didn't get it because i was a kid i was like why can't i sing the america's yeah. next time model theme song now as an adult i'm like oh yeah mm -hmm. that's kind of weird it is from you your know. eight year old yeah that's kind of weird yeah. There's a, there was a lot we missed with our innocent eyes, you know, yeah. on this show. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people are going back and doing like a reckoning of America's Next Top Model, and like, um, I knew, like, I knew there was stuff that was messed up at the time, but then you look back and you're like, oh, whoa, the damage is pretty deep. It's pretty deep. It's pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. I guess, what are your general thoughts on the show? Like, do you still look back at it fondly? Or are you yeah. like... Mm. I do. I I do look back at it fondly, but also <laughs> acknowledging it was, like, extremely problematic and, like... Um, okay, this is where... This is where... Okay. Let me back up a little bit. I think being a fan of America's Next Top Model is an exercise in holding two opposing things at the same time because wow. there's a lot of fun nostalgia. There's a lot of like, I don't know, just like whatever. It's not the healthiest portrayal of women, but it, there is something exciting of like, you know, this all female cast where it's like, um, you know, I don't know, women competing to like i don't know for like these careers and and they're they're navigating relationships with each other and and relationships with themselves like there's there are some interesting dynamics there as a young girl it was just exciting to see like older girls like you know live their lives and do their thing 
um, a very creative show. Like the challenges were super creative. Yeah. They had great judges. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, Miss J, like the introduction of Miss J to the TV yeah. audience was an incredible move. Um, and like, there's just like a lot of gorgeous early 2000s, like aesthetic, like, deliciousness just like the fashion yeah. the hair like the makeup all of it now yeah. on the flip side really troubling things having to do with bodies and how bodies are discussed yeah. um yeah. so much so much messed up like racial stuff um mm -hmm. you know putting girls in blackface and yellow face and um, all of that. Um, some some really sketchy um, moments having to do with like consent and bringing male models into mm -hmm. the mix and and some sort of um, you know sketchy sexual encounters. Let's say that's that's even a pretty soft way of putting yeah. it. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's there's it's a, also a very problematic show. Um, but I think both things can be true. Like you can love it and also acknowledge that there was a lot uh, that was very troubling about it. Absolutely. I definitely feel that exact way wholeheartedly. Along that line, let's jump into Tyra's most egregious antics from the show. <laughs> Simone, earlier you were saying that you wanted to uh, kind of give context to mm -hmm. the world in which Tyra was occupying when this was taking place you want to do that now yes yes okay so i think there are a couple things we need to understand about tyra or th th things we need to be reminded of first of all i think an understanding that she was this like young black girl entering the world of high fashion modeling which is famously very anti-black um trying to make a space for herself in that industry um doing so at the guidance of adults who may or may not have had her best interest at heart. Um, mm -hmm. And like, I think, you know, she, I think she absorbed a lot of really toxic uh, messages that, you know, the fashion industry um, spews about people of color, about different body types, about, you know, women of different ages like i mean just name name a, a category and like the fashion industry probably has a troubling relationship with with that um however she found great success in this industry and you have to ask yourself like what parts of yourself do you need to deny in order to like get to the upper echelons of an industry like this so you know that's not weird. excusing behavior but that just to understand like i think that's something important to consider um and then having to do with the show itself america's next top model came on the air at a time when reality tv was so out of pocket consistently mm -hmm. and like yeah i'm reminded of shows like um what was it the swan where like um i don't know if you remember this but mm. it was like i don't different women would come on and they would win plastic surgery procedures and then what? and then the like hottest women who got 
full body makeovers would compete in a beauty pageant. Um, I think there was only one season of this show, understandably. Oh my um, god! But that's like you know, this is the time that we're we're talking about. Where or like you know, the biggest that... loser <laughs> was one of the most popular shows at the time. Just like you know, yeah, um, fat phobia in prime time, like with you know, no conversation really about, hey, how do we feel about this show? Um, mm-hmm. Um, what was it? I'm trying to think. There, um, trying to think of like other shows. Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, this is super random, but like Beauty and the Geek is a show that comes to mind. I don't know if you remember this. I remember that. Where it was like, yeah, a little bit. A bunch of hot, stupid women and a bunch of nerdy, smart men are going to be in a house together and like. Right. How do they interact? So this this is the era of like social experiment reality TV. Yeah. That's really just like yeah. putting people in um, like uncomfortable situations and like, you know, exploiting them for entertainment. Um, 100%. Oh, my God. You just kind of reminded me when you said social experiment reality TV, there was this one show, if I'm not mistaken, it came on like id channel or maybe something like that Mm -hmm. and it was called black or white or black and white i can't remember which one but it was essentially (laughs) wife swap but race swap and so they took a white family (laughs) and a black family and had them switch races and live their lives as the other race Wow, this was such an era for reality TV. And it was around America's Next Top Model time as well. Man. That was that's wild. That's so crazy. That's they like, had white people in full blackface. And were people like, yeah, this is a black person? Yeah, people, yes. Allegedly, you know, based yeah, on what yeah, we were yeah. watching. But yeah, they had like little, little hidden cameras following them oh around. And... They were, I remember one instance, they were riding the bus, like the white family dressed in blackface was riding the bus or something. And somebody called them niggers. And they were like, wait, what? (laughs) Like this actually happens? Shut up. Yeah, shut up. But I was like, did people really think these are black people? Anyways. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So when you think about America's Next Top Model on the spectrum of of all these shows. Right. It's like shockingly moderate. It's kind of tame. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit moderate. It's, It's definitely like kind of playing that center centrist role on the spectrum because things really did get wild i feel like some of tyra's most egregious antics from the show included her pretending to faint to scare Mm -hmm. the girls i think they're doing an acting challenge or something um she wore a fat no she wore a fat suit on the tyra bank that was the tyra show yeah model yeah yes (laughs) she wore her but let's let's table that because same universe right same (laughs) universe okay um also just some of the some of the stuff that took place on her watch like the makeovers often were kind of humiliating and oh she loved to humiliate and she loved some humiliation she like loved it it was really her shit and then obviously the transracial shoot was yeah another wildly wildly egregious 
happening. It's so it's so interesting because I think if you go back and watch the way she's talking about it is it's like cultural exchange, like, like, you know, it's meant to be progressive. And like, it's hard for me. I I so wonder. I'm like, is that really her intention? Is she just being like a, you know, TV producer? Like, it's so hard to know. I, I can't tell her degree of awareness. Mm-hmm. And there's something, and I think that's part of what I don't know keeps me interested because I'm like, I agree. how much thought is when I look back, this? when I look back and like watch the clips, especially from that episode. First of all, it was a got milk campaign. Why the <laughs> hell for a got milk campaign did these girls need to trade races and do all this wild stuff? Very unnecessary. Put the little milk above the upper lip and call it a day. Okay, <laughs> good enough. But. As I watch it, I'm like, Tyra really does not seem to be malicious in this particular instance. There's other times where I'm like, I don't really know what your intentions are here, Tyra. For me here, because it was such a different time and it was before the, you know, uptick of social media and the way that we have it today and before theories and academic theories were disseminated at the rate that they are now, I don't know that she for real knew the severity behind putting white women in blackface, putting other folks in yellow face and, and and doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Red face. Like, it's just like, yeah. Why are you doing that? But I don't think that she knew. I thought, I really do think that she was like, we're going to do this very progressive thing. Like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to, the context i think of the larger fashion industry where like that was pretty common practice to like you know putting white models in afros and whatever like yeah it's um it's not that recently that you know there's been big public pushback that has actually like um gotten a response from from these fashion houses again not not excusing at all what tyra did but just to contextualize her uh choices a little bit maybe Right, right. Yeah, bad choices all around. Yeah. Nevertheless, the history of all of these things sustains. And if she had taken a even a brief second to take a look and make sure that everything was okay, she would have been like, maybe this isn't a good yeah. idea. That or maybe as a TV producer, she would have been like, we're extra doing it. But mm-hmm. I, I just didn't get the... Because blackface, I guess, was never brought up. I don't remember blackface ever being brought up on that episode or like anything like that. Or just like, we're going to trade ethnicities. You are going to be this and you're going to be this. And it was like supposed to be glamorous. I just never heard the language used on the episode that would imply that any anybody thought anything was wrong. Yeah, which is so wild to think of how many decision makers are like, green light, put it on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even today, there's stuff where I'm like, who the fuck said yes to this? Mm-hmm. And why, who was in the room for, for greenlighting this? I'm so confused. So it happens, as we know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Are there any other moments that you can think of where Tyra was acting particularly ridiculous or greenlit something that was, like, particularly Ooh. ridiculous? Well, something that I really hated that they used to do on the show is, like, um, if somebody was, like, really sick or something really difficult was happening in their personal lives they would like really push them in that moment and then 
basically reward them for um for like showing up to work even if they were feeling horrible i remember there was um i forget what season this was but there was a shoot that they did that was like the seven deadly sins um yes and they were all it was like they were basically in like these dug these like graves right like the photo shoot was like they're lying down in an open grave and they're like like literally they took them and put them in graves yeah it was not even like photoshop or anything they literally dug holes and put the girls down in the goddamn ground this is the other thing that i'm like the older i get i'm like they could have built these sets they could have built these sets they didn't it would have been cheaper i think yeah yeah. like (laughs) they didn't need to put models six feet in the dirt to like do a photo shoot but um yeah so that was the shoot they were doing and then one of the models her she like just got the news that her good friend passed away Yes, Caitlin. I remember yeah. this. Blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um she was obviously like they pull up to the to the grave site where they're doing the photo shoot and she starts having like a panic attack and she's like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then basically I think it's Jay Manuel who's like running the photo shoot and he goes up to her and he basically is like use this feeling for your photo like you know modeling is the most important thing ever like you have to do this and then she does it and it's really she's like screaming in the middle like she's really um in a lot of pain and it's like very obvious and everyone's like amazing gorgeous like keep going and she's like screaming 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 and then i think i think she won the challenge that week i'm pretty sure like she's and she's rewarded for that right and it's like Mm -hmm. it just reinforces this idea of like um to achieve success you need to like um yeah deny these like these parts of yourself these feelings that you're experiencing you need to violate your own boundaries in order to achieve success um they did a, a similar it's like having to like push down your own humanity mm-hmm. exactly um there was another shoot this was danielle's season who won her season and it was like i think they were in thailand they were doing stuff with elephants and she was really sick and it was one of and again they were like pushing her to shoot and and she did it and it's like you know she's like putting her head down between shots and then like boom she's on and then again they reward her that way you know she wins the challenge that week mm-hmm. um and i remember being a kid and seeing the photo and being like oh my god that's an amazing photo and and thinking yeah. that it was very glamorous to like show up to work like on death's door and still like pull out you know pull it out be productive um and yeah i'm sure there were other instances of of people being like pushed past their boundaries or past their you know um yeah just just i think being pushed beyond what was fair um yeah definitely it really mm, it kind of aids in that hustle culture that mm-hmm. has been rampant until very recently there's a little bit of pushback against it but yeah it's like you show up to work you do your job and then you go home it also kind of pushes the message that in order to be successful, you kind of have to give up autonomy of your own body. Totally. And that comes to the makeovers and these types of shoots where it's like something that you literally, your body is telling you no to, but you do it anyways. 
Yeah, it's like you are not, you don't belong to you. You belong to me mm-hmm. because I pay you. Absolutely the fuck. Absolutely the entire fuck not. Yeah. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Yeah. Bad messaging. Bad messaging. It's, it's And it's also like, and as a model, like your body is your job. And so like if you don't have healthy boundaries, like, yeah, I mean, it's just, um, I mean, yeah, totally exploitative. Yeah. Yeah. Controlling people's bodies for, no. for what ultimately and for a purse. I couldn't tell you. Um, right for a purse there's also that shoot and this one was triggering for me in particular as someone with severe arachnophobia oh i don't even want to say arachnophobia <laughs> i just have a fear of spiders mm-hmm. i don't even care about the rest of the arachnid family they don't really bother me like that a fucking spider i have almost crashed cars because spider was in the car oh, no. it's it's excess my roommate had to come pick me up because the spider was in my car. It was like midnight. I could not fucking drive home. She had to come. I drove her car. She drove my car. Oh, it was wow. such a thing. That fucking shoot with that tarantula. I couldn't even be in the fucking room with the tarantula. There was no world in which. I remember Eva Pickford, who mm-hmm. ultimately won that season and had the photo of the week. Iconic, stunning photo. Beautiful photo. Yes. One of my favorite photos from America's Next Top Model. It's still hard for me to look at because I see that damn spider. But there was no way. There was no way I was going to be able to put the spider. I couldn't even be in the room. I was supposed to put it on my hands, on near my face, face. On your face. No. Yeah. No. 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 Not about it. No. Yeah. That room Not about it at all. I think I'd rather chop my damn hand off. <laughs> Do you remember the cockroach <sighs> runway that they did? Where they had to like carry. No, a hissing... I don't. Yeah, ugh, this was okay. I oh, love yes, this. I do. Yes, they had to carry a, a hissing cockroach that was, I think, on a chain or something as like their accessory down. Yes. The oh shit! I forgot about this wild ass shit. Yeah. Very creative, but very weird. <laughs> very like, weird. Yeah, but very cool and well, in my opinion. But the best part was my yeah. favorite contestant of all time, Jade. She went. She did her runway, and she. She was she was the kind of like um 
light skinned girl with the with the blonde curls. Um, she kisses the cockroach at the end of the runway. I remember. And I was like, I that's a star. Jade is a An star. Icon. Yeah. A fucking yeah. icon. She was probably disgusted by the cockroach, just like everybody else. But oh, when I'm you get sure. on the runway, you kind of turn it on. I'm yeah. a star. I kissed it. Yes, I did. Wow. Let me see what this lady looks like. Oh, oh, yes. I definitely remember Jade. Wow. What a lady. Wow. Oh, yeah. She reminds me of Alicia Keys. Yeah, she kind of does. She kind of looks like Alicia Keys a little bit. <laughs> um, she was the one that goes, she points to the wand. She's like, this isn't America's next top best friend. And that's like, well, yeah, period. which is true. Iconic. Um, a line. Mm -hmm. oh, she just has so many good moments. Tell me about your other favorite contestants. Do you have any other ones? Jade is a great one. Oh, Jade I loved. Um, Yaya I really yes. loved. And she was done so dirty on her season. Oh, she's yes. so beautiful. I love that she has this like flourishing acting career now, too. Yes, um, me too. She just had such a point of view, you know, like, and she was um, really, like, grounded in herself. Um, which is not common for people that young to be, and especially not no. somebody who's like submitting themselves for a reality show, you know. Um, she had such an old soul. Like, mm -hmm. I never registered her as young, you know? Like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, Yaya's like, like older. She wasn't, though. She yeah. Was <laughs> I really liked Mercedes from season two. She, um, she made it pretty far. She was really young. She, one of one big part of her storyline was she had lupus and that was like she had to oh, yeah. manage that um actually a lot of those early yeah, yeah. seasons had some really talented models um they do because like those first two seasons i feel like were actually a little bit more like this is what the modeling industry is and and this is yeah yeah that's her um you know, it just it felt a little bit more like grounded in the real world. And then it was just like, it OK, did. it's the circus now. <laughs> like at some point it yeah. pivoted. Um, oh, Naima, I really liked. I thought she had yes. a really cool look. Oh, I Nick. Love, she's listed as one of my faves. Do you remember Ooh. Nick? She was the runner up the season that Nicole won. Let me see. Um, Nick and Tien. She had the best hair, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, these girls have such iconic faces, even though I can't remember their names. Mm -hmm. I definitely remember these ladies' faces. That's Yes, that's yes. Oh, so What a good pretty. one. Yeah, what a good one. I liked her. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked the twins, too. Do you remember um, Amanda and... Oh, something. Uh, Amanda and... I might have to look this up real I don't quick. Any twins. A and T M twins. Amanda and Michelle. The Babin twins? Yeah. I don't know. That's season 23. Amanda and Michelle. Oh, Amanda Babin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember them. Yeah. yeah. They did. <laughs> Just to go back to fucked up photo shoots. They did do. I remember they made one of the twins do a bulimia shoot. And she was like. <gasps> hunched I over remember. a toilet with cake and they were like this is so fashion <laughs> oh god fashion yeah fashion I just, I just oh lord that. early 2000s was a 
horrible time for young women. God, what a bad time to be in your formative years. Seriously. Um, I have a few faves too. Yeah. Yaya is listed as one of my faves. She really was done so dirty. I wanted her to win her season so bad. And while I love Eva Pickford, Eva Marcel, that's her name now. Yaya should have won that fucking season. I feel like, like you said earlier, they rewarded... They rewarded when you pushed past your limit and therefore Eva won because she was having such a hard time with that fucking spider and oh, still yeah. pulled out such a great photo. And I think that's ultimately what caused Eva to win. But Yaya's photo from that shoot was also stunning mm-hmm. and she was consistent through the whole show. And she was very grounded in herself, very self-assured. And I don't think that the judges like that. And, yeah. you know, yeah, they didn't appreciate that. She was not very malleable. She was very true to who she was Mm -hmm. um very african centered and they did not fucking like it and i didn't like that they didn't like it that pissed me off naima is another fave that i have britney brower do you remember britney britney was she kind of like loud (laughs) she was really loud and everybody said that she was like a young janice dickinson yes yes i do remember her yes yeah oh she was i loved her i thought that she was so fun yeah she was very fun and takara obviously oh yes to like host and stuff and be very cool Mm -hmm. she was like one of the first plus size girls to be on america's top model if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. like actually plus size was takara actually plus let me look because i'm saying actually plus size for my damn she could have been a size eight-year-old mind and she really might not have been (laughs) right she truly might no, the fuck she's not. I'm looking right now. <gasps> this is the <sick>! what? <laughs> she's a size four. I mean, she's like what? Oh my god, this is small. That's crazy. I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified. Damn. Oh my god. Anyways. That's- Wow, she had to endure a bunch of bullshit too from being the first size four instead of size zero that yeah. they had on the goddamn show. Yeah. <gasps> Oh. <laughs> yeah those are my a and tm faves a good time i had a good time with them did you have any least favorite contestants sure oh yeah sure well okay mm-hmm. okay there was um oh there was one season where everyone got super homophobic okay so there was this model kim i don't know if you remember her but she was like more androgynous um mm. um and uh oh yeah i'm looking at her yeah yeah yeah. i do remember kim and Mm -hmm. she and i think she might have made out with like one other cast member who was like oh i've never met a gay person before you know like one of these like of course (laughs) you know girls from well i don't want to disparage any place just i'm gonna put it on her i started and i pulled back yeah right put it on her yeah um and then there were i don't even remember this girl's name but there was like one girl who was just so bothered by the fact that there was like a gay woman in the house and she was like you know just saying a bunch of homophobic shit um but couldn't even tell you her name so goes to show how memorable she is (laughs) i know i do remember that a little bit though yeah it was like another girl from somewhere yeah. um who was very religious to some degree or something yeah, yeah, and was yeah. just so bothered that she had to share a house with a queer person and she thought she was like 
sinning by even accepting the queer person in her space. Yeah. It was just a lot. Oh my God. And they knew what they were doing by putting both of those human beings in the house together. They oh, definitely were trying to they make manufactured reality it TV. Definitely manufactured yeah. the fuck out of that. Put that girl's safety at risk in order to make quote unquote good reality television. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Hate so it. yeah. Yeah, she's definitely a least favorite. Hate her. Um uh who oh this is not I don't hate her, but I don't think she deserved to win her season. Salisha? Mm. Was that her name? With the mushroom Salisha. Um, oh, yeah. She was like the first petite girl, right? Maybe. I think she was. Maybe. She, um, she had a pre... The controversy was she had a pre-existing relationship with Tyra, kind of, because she had gone to her like summer camp. Oh. Um, so uh-huh. it felt like oh. the season was rigged in her favor. Um, yeah, oh, she's five ten. She's not petite. Never mind. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do remember the mushroom cut girl. Yeah, yeah. um, that's of her. course Tyra had a summer camp. That is so on brand. Yeah, T Zone. So, uh huh. Oh yeah, I actually mm-hmm. do remember T Zone for sure. Yeah, inspired. Mm, it's like empowering young women through modeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> I don't think I had. Oh, I'm sure I had a least favorite contestant, but none that I can think of right now. But Janice Dickinson. Oh, a demon. My word. <laughs> a demon. Horrible. She, Horrible um, yo, this is another one who I'm like, do not like the behavior, but what must she have gone through to act this way and to Def- feel comfortable? Oh, she definitely went through the shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so I mean, horrid, horrid to these young <laughs> I mean, all some of them were kids, basically. I mean, you know what I mean? Just horrible, horrible Literally. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She, I just watched a clip in preparation for this episode. And there's like, they do like beauty shots, you know, photo of the week. They're putting everybody's photos up and the judges are judging them in the panel style. And it's a photo of a black girl. And she looks beautiful. Like her photo is very clean beautiful and tyra's like okay now let's see the unretouched version and like the unretouched version when i tell you the changes were minute minuscule minimal i i was like okay y'all could have went with this for the final version and this also would have been great janice was like oh it's like an alfred hitchcock movie like (gasps) toggle back and forth and just see how fucking scary it is it's like janice shut the fuck up shut the fuck up also the era where everyone's like we need a simon cowell we need somebody who will just like verbally abuse the people on the show um i remember she also um had it out for this one girl kenya i don't know if you remember her another case of somebody who they were like was too quote unquote african and she was too large according to them Oh, two and again oh, this is yeah. this is somebody who's like teeny tiny um teeny and uh they did a photo shoot where they had to be like different animals and they assigned her the elephant um that yes. same seven deadly sins challenge they gave her gluttony like they were just so determined yes. to tear her down and like you know just face i mean it felt like honestly they were like I want you to tell me that you're ugly. Like you tell me that you're ugly. Right. And yeah. It, it feels like that's what they're yet? like working towards. 
Right. Yeah. That was her at the time for reference. Look at how fucking so teeny crazy. tiny. Like teeny flat fucking stomach. Tiny. Tiny. You could probably see her hip bones still. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm telling you. And they said that her thighs were huge. I yeah. remember that. I remember Janice being like, your thighs are huge, which was like scary for me as a bottom heavy black girl. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, it plants ugh. so many. I'm like an elephant. Body dysmorphia seeds. Like, it, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then the girl. Oh, and then I feel I remember that I don't know why I remember this detail so much, but she like went to go get a second yogurt at breakfast and the girls were like, well, you've heard what the judges have been saying. Like, do you really need another yogurt? Like, stop. A second yogurt. A yogurt. A yogurt. Oh, my God. We were so sick. Society was so sick. You know, like, this is really putting like talking about this is really putting things into perspective because I swear to God, I'm always like. This is the worst time. We live in the worst fucking time. No, I'm not so sure. I'm yeah. really not so sure. Because this this even reminds me of the teeny, eeny, itty bitty, teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikini, yo play commercial. Do you oh, remember that? Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, yes. you can have key lime pie yogurt and indulge for zero calories. Like, yeah. Bitch, yeah. all you can eat is yogurt to fit into this fucking bikini. Yeah. What? Okay. I guess I'll starve. Like, planting the seeds of so many EDs all over yeah. the place. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if people remember this, but when the Kardashians came on the scene, like, there was almost like a sigh of relief of like, oh yes, we're celebrating were curvaceous quote unquote, bigger <laughs> yeah yeah whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what like i i want gen z especially to like listen to this and understand this and when you're interacting yeah. with millennials and you're yeah. like why something's off about this person you need to know that we've been through a lot we're of trauma sick. there's we're something sick. wrong with us okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're right, well. you're right help yeah, yeah. god damn help we made it good for you. We paved the goddamn way. Help. Yeah. <laughs> we have deep wounds. Wow. No, that's that's real. <laughs> that's real. That is so real. Do you have a favorite season? Mm. I mean, probably one of those earlier seasons. Maybe it was that Naima season. Because, like, that mm -hmm. Seven Deadly that was Sin one. shoot was good. There were, there were a lot of good the stuff. The bird shoot. Oh, I yeah. I think that was, like, part of Naima's season. Yeah. Um, I did, like, Danielle's season a lot too mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think danielle was the black girl with the gap that they were trying to tell her she needs yep. to close and she was like i like it yeah. yes yeah and thank goodness oh, um, and they made her like read something aloud repeatedly even after she was uncomfortable reading it the first time like the humiliation yeah 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 um hate to see it hate to see it um, trying to, th but yeah, maybe I think that Naima season. Honestly, it was also the first season that I watched. Um, so I think it holds a special place in my heart. But that's fair. It was a really like I thought the cast. There were a lot of different personalities. There was like, you know, looking back, really sad, but like juicy interpersonal drama. Um, yeah. good challenges. Um, yeah, and. I think, I think Naima was their first non-white winner too. 
Oh shit! Oh wait, was Naima season four? Because season know. three is when Yaya and Eva won. Oh, I think okay, might have been season four. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Forget, no, no, forget what funny. I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense. They, you know, I think I started watching at season three, okay. so I don't even know who I don't know who those first two win- winners are. I see them, mm-hmm. and when I was researching this episode, I was like, oh, I've never seen either of these human beings, which tell me that I started watching at season three and onward. This show went until 2018, y'all. In case you didn't know, this was this was going on until 2018. At some point, Rita Ora started hosting it. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. I you, watched you that have season. To let me go. Yeah, I think I did too, to like make fun of it. For, to like, <laughs> I like hate watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. How random. So, but that's, isn't that Rita Ora's bag? She's like, let me do the most random shit possible. Yes. Like, what does this lady do? Yeah. What is your job, Rita? I want to know. What makes the least sense? Let's do that. That's what she tells Let's her management team. Yeah. Right. And then I think it's so funny that, like, after one season, Tyra's like, I have to come back. <laughs> like, right. This isn't working. Like, You're ruining my show. Move, Rita. Yeah. 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 That's, that's literally what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, man, 2018, I didn't realize it went on that long. Yeah, it went on a long fucking time. Too long, some may say. I don't know. It it, it kind of was over. It went from UPN to the CW to VH1. And I don't mm-hmm. even know where it landed in 2018. I don't know where that ended up. But yeah, yeah, wild. Okay. Do you have a favorite shoot? The Seven Deadly Sins? Is that what you said was your favorite shoot? Oh, that is that is a favorite one. Um, I did really like that one. I feel like I can I can I can pull out an even. Oh. You know, another shoot I really liked was the Circus Mm -hmm. Freaks shoot. That one was so good. I totally forgot about that one. It was really good. Yeah, I really liked that. The the twins, again, the twins, of course, were conjoined twins. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, we we don't have to dive into that anymore. We'll just leave that there. Um, But I remember, Uh too, there was one model who they wanted to be the strong man. And, like, her whole thing was, like, um, she had, like, kind of, like, a more square bone structure. They gave her, like, a shortcut. And she was really struggling with, like, she wanted to be feminine, but they were kind of trying to push her into this more androgynous box. And then they she did that shoot, and she, like, you know, they, like, painted on these, like, abs, and she had these, like, muscles, and she was, like, holding up this, like, big barbell, and... It was just a really powerful photo. And I think, yeah. if I remember correctly, I think she saw for the first time, like, oh, I like I can express beauty outside of femininity, at least. Mm-hmm. And for me, too, it was, it was for me, I was like, it was really exciting to see like women, you know, with different expressions, like find their beauty definitely yeah certainly feel that that one was a really good one i absolutely forgot about that one i think carrie d was on that season if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah and i do remember carrie d being someone that i liked as well i don't remember much about her i just remember having an affinity for her Mm -hmm. Uh, i think one of my favorite shoots or just the one that sticks in my mind the most often is the zodiac shoot oh yeah where they had each of the girls be a different zodiac Uh sign and it sticks in my mind so much because of uh i don't remember how to pronounce it uv yeah i think this i think this woman's oh, name was pronounced UV. i remember her yeah was scheduled to be pisces pisces is a fish that is the zodiac symbol for pisces 
and her photo shoot ended up turning out not great for or they you know what and this also pissed me off who determined the best photos tyra always said it was her oh but yeah. you're telling me that like sometimes there was no better photo than like uv's dead face turned like she never made a different face than that okay tyra y'all were pulling strings and fucking with people's careers and lives for real to make quote-unquote good reality tv and that was annoying but yeah i definitely remember uv shoot all the time mm-hmm. and i remember the judges being like you look so dead behind the eyes like this is a horrible photo like and i think she not sure if it was her but sometimes the girls would push back and be like you're telling me this was my best photo and they would always get so mad. They're like, yes, are you saying that we don't know how to do our jobs? Yes, this was your best photo. I promise you, you never look better than you did right here. You look horrible right here. So what do you think you look like in the rest of the photos? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Y'all are just doing too much. You're lying. Show me the photos then. Prove it. Yeah. Oh, man. They really yeah. did not like any kind of pushback whatsoever. They didn't. The moment you stuck up for yourself at all, you best believe you're not winning the show. You might get kind of far a la yaya, but you're definitely not going to win the show. You push back on them one yeah. too many times. Yeah. Yeah. I just Do had... you have any other thoughts? Oh, I just sorry, I just uh, one more style of shoot that I wanted to highlight was anytime they put the girls in drag, those were great mm-hmm. shoots. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was like the there was one where it was like they all had to be a different kind of guy, like surfer guy or like yeah. business guy. And then yeah. there was like a guy in, in drag also. And they were like, you know, these couples, but like gender swapped. Um, yeah. And it's always so fun to see. Like, I feel like people were really playful with that shoot and people sort of like were able to inhabit this different energy, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, and then there was the other time where they had to play celebrity power couples and so they would dress up as like both members of the couple and, oh shit um, they were jay-z and beyonce for one of them jay-z and they? beyonce and i remember that yeah yeah yeah. do, do you remember anchel um yes she, i do remember yeah. anchel yeah she was she um, was oprah indian? and stedman yeah she was indian and yeah, her yeah she couple. was oprah and stedman yeah yeah and seeing Angel <laughs> as Stedman is like one of the best <laughs> moments in TV. <laughs> what a fucking time. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was fun. I felt like because we were all watching the same stuff, whereas mm-hmm. now it's a lot more divided, you know, between streaming or just having a bunch more content that exists in the world. We're not all consuming the same thing anymore. But at some point, we were all watching the same stuff. Like, we all watched american idol we all Mm -hmm. watched america's next top model it was just something that we were doing and we were definitely calling in for american idol and (laughs) you know like we're all doing uh, we used to be united (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's definitely the the media landscape that's the the reason we're in this place we're in now there is something there is something about like um the fragmentation of culture that just it makes it harder to relate to people um unless they're like really aligned with all your little niches right and like who is oh my god that's why we have the loneliness epidemic this is like oh wow we're diagnosing society right Right? now (laughs) this is therapy through pop culture (laughs) everything is 2020 in retrospect wow yeah this is wild yeah (laughs) 
I don't think I have anything else. There was something else I want to mention, but I can't remember what it is now. And I'm going to be so annoyed when I turn. Oh, oh, I want to talk about, of course, her, Tyra, yelling at Tiffany when she got eliminated. Of we course. have to talk about it. Yeah, man. That is honestly still a hard moment to watch. It is. When you it's um it's really raw in a way that like I kind of believe it. Like I kind of believe that she like dropped her, you know, reality TV host facade and is like yeah. really trying to connect with this person that is frustrating her. But uh-huh. Tiffany did not deserve to be talked to in that way on television. She did not. And also, modeling is not the most important thing in the world. It's not curing cancer. Like, there's no need to... And I say that about my own job, too. I don't want any models to be like, oh, you think this shit is easy? I really don't. First of all, I really don't. I did exactly one modeling thing and could never do another one because I had an attitude the entire time because the shoot was too long and I was on my feet too long and it was exhausting. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, we're not curing cancer, most of us. And so there's literally no reason for me to take verbal abuse at my job under any circumstances, whether I'm a model or otherwise. So, yeah. yeah. Watch him out. And also, mm-hmm. like, I I don't know. Like, uh, sh- she was, like, trying to protect herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's really um, short-sighted to see somebody who isn't crying and to arrive at the assumption that they don't care. Like, how did you get here? Uh, according to the internet, word on the street is the berating was actually a lot worse than what was shown on TV. Apparently, they oh. edited out some of the most harmful and hurtful things that Tyra said to her, <sighs> including, allegedly, including, you can go back home to your mattress on the floor and your kid and think about what you've done or something like that. So, wow. I've seen tiffany talk about it like since Mm -hmm. and she has mentioned that like she felt very disrespected and like that just like wasn't okay i think she might have reconciled with tyra since i can't actually remember that part but i definitely understand like yeah someone's evoking very personal you know close to the chest things for a tv moment now if i swing i'm wrong okay (laughs) yeah yeah <laughs> that's i did not know that it doesn't surprise me that she was allegedly like that yeah i could right. i could believe it right and i it, could believe it how about right. that and it doesn't surprise me that she probably like looked back and was like edit that out edit that out i was yeah. like we can't have that air though they did love a little like we're pulling girls you know out of the hood narrative they did Oh, they loved a rags to riches. We're going to make you a superstar, you little black girl from the hood. Oh, my God. Or, you know, you little white girl from wherever the fuck, middle of nowhere. We're going to take you from your nowhere life and bring you to L.A. Mm -hmm. All you need is a bikini. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they had them in bikinis on the front. How troubling. Oh, my God. It was scary all around. A scary time. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if somebody made a modeling competition now, what that would look like. Me too. Wait, there was always this, there was always this idea 
that somebody's grandma was letting their lights get turned off in order to afford the bathing suit that they came oh, in. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every and grandma, every grandma like, was down bad. Every grandma for her was granddaughter's down bikini. Bad for yeah. her granddaughter's bikini. Okay, <laughs> baby suits at that time were like twenty dollars, twenty U.S. dollars. What light bill <laughs> yeah. was twenty U.S. dollars? That what? They were lying. They were on TV, just like in lying, trying to make good TV. The producers were producing. They yeah. were doing way too much. Yeah, that's the uh, that's a story I would love to hear. <laughs> the makers of really America's would. Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Ooh, one of oh, Mr. J recently did some interview about being fired from America's Next Top Model and how bad that was and how mm. his relationship with Tyra never really recovered. Oh. Damn, I didn't look into that. I forgot about I forgot that I had seen that recently, so I didn't look into it. I don't have the exact details, but I don't know. Lots of folks seem to have an issue with yeah. Tyra Banks. So doesn't seem like it was know, a babe. good experience for most of the people it involved. Doesn't yeah. it doesn't and I loved Tyra Banks when I was a kid. I used to write her name on like like my binder. Remember you could like oh, decorate okay. the front of your binder. Mm-hmm. I used to like write her name on the front of my binder. I watched the Tyra Banks show every day religiously. Now I'm like, God, what was my 10 year old self, you know, 12 year old self doing? Like, yeah. I don't even know what I was absorbing, what was going into my brain. So bad. I, de- yeah, <laughs> I was not allowed to watch um, the Tyra show. So I would mm-hmm. sneak watch it behind my parents' back. Mm-hmm. And of course. even watching it, I was like, yeah, I get why they don't want me to see this. Like, makes sense but it's good and it's and i and i like absorbing this information (laughs) heavy quotes on information Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely feel that yeah okay i think i think that is all that i have do you have anything else that you wanted to chat about regarding antm um just i believe uh without tyra banks we wouldn't have the present incarnation of rupaul and I think Ooh, I think yes. RuPaul is great at branding and, in my opinion, has um, used a lot of the Tyra Banks school of business. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, isn't Drag Race also kind of inspired by America's Next Top Model? Uh, it seems like it. I can definitely see that. At least the earlier seasons. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, from one reality TV empire to another. Yeah, I think a lot of shows wouldn't exist without America's Next Top Model. It was pretty early in the reality TV show scene. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the first, but it definitely was like pretty early in like that competition reality TV show scene. I think a lot of VH1 shows wouldn't exist without America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tyra, for Tiffany Pollard. I guess yeah, um, she's given us culture uh, that maybe hasn't aged well, but it has lasted. <laughs> But it has definitely, like, informed culture coming forward, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that I had. Thank you so much for coming on, Simone. It was so good to have you. you. It's been my pleasure. Please let folks know where they can find you on the internet. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Simone Polanen, P-O-L-A-N-E-N. Yeah. Listen to Past Perfect. Uh, Yeah. I think that's it for me. 
Great. And you can find me per usual at VPLP pod across Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can email me at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com with episode topic recommendations, hate mail, feedback, or anything else. And please join the Patreon family. You'll get exclusive content, access to potential to be on the show. Okay, that's that's like the big draw there. Um, and you can find the Patreon at patreon.com slash Paramore. And that's it. See y'all later. Bye.